Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. different people have you recently listened to ricky gervais yeah oh yeah i'll watch some of his stuff on uh was it like some of his older stuff though or was it some of his more recent stuff i don't know it doesn't matter it's just like it's one of those situations where the stuff ricky gervais is saying i mostly agree with uh nope don't say that on a recorded podcast he went on a whole weird anti-trans shtick god damn it (laughs) where he was like i want to live my life as a monkey now yeah, uh, it did this whole thing. But com- that's yeah. what I mean is those are the things that make me not like him is because uh-huh. he takes it too far. His logic is mostly sound, but he's so mean for no reason. And he don't even believe half the shit that he's saying for sure. He's yeah. just doing it to be edgy. I loved Ricky Gervais when I was first learning how to be uh, an angsty atheist. Yeah. That was when Ricky Gervais resonated with me the most. For anybody who right now are listening to our podcast is going through that phase, please, for the love of God or whatever, <laughs> for the love of the universe or chaos or whatever the hell smug shit you want to pull, make it fast because you're an asshole right now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm not big on like Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. I don't like Bill Maher that anymore either. No, I liked one. He did a, Is a that documentary. Religious. Yes. Yeah, that's all. I that. I enjoyed that, uh, but it's been a very very long. But time. he's one of those. I I don't have a problem with atheists at all. I have a problem with Bill Maher's atheism because he is. He's such a cunt. He's a smug. <laughs> he yeah. he is a prick. Yeah, and now he's like, even though he's liberal he hates liberal politics it doesn't he's liberal hey he's been doing that his whole fucking career he believes in actually nothing he will argue with actually anybody he's proto fox news and he's been doing it for that long well anyway bill maher come suck my nutsack smugly i want that smug little grin on your face the whole time (laughs) But that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, if you can't hear the engines revving up in the background, you know, that low rumble as the rocket ship is preparing. <laughs> and we are about to take off for our very first. <laughs> Final cult down. We're leaving together. <laughs> uh, this. It's the final cult down. 
And I told Josh, I looked at uh, our... So we, we can't use it under fair use. Yeah, we can't use Damn it. Damn it! Because it has to be, we have to be critiquing. We have to be analyzing and critiquing it. it. Uh, we are looking into parody law. We're looking into parody, parody law. That's what I was thinking. I think it was parody. Because like, if we can get some kazoos in here... <laughs> I think changing the lyrics might count. Uh, we'd have to change the music a little bit. We'll figure I, it out. I don't know. Weird Al doesn't. That's, That's true. true. That's true. We I just, look like Weird Al. You there do you a little bit. Yeah. That, that's it's our, the hair mostly. That's our caveat. <laughs> as, as long as I do it, it's, yeah. it's fine. You have to do it because <laughs> you look have the Weird, like Al Weird Al Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is Europe cool? Are they cool? No. Are they litigious? I don't know. Because if they're not litigious, we can do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dungeons and Daddies parodies songs in the beginning of their episodes all the time, but they only do it for one episode. They don't use it as yeah. a regular intro. But they do a whole song, not like a 15-second clip. Yeah. Yeah. They they did Smash Mouth recently. I know. You told me about that. Yes. It I am literally very good. just... And it was Anthony. I am literally just waiting for you guys to tell me that they, that they are definitely in the end. He'll know better than you, I think, but you'll know. Um, you'll know when they're nearing the end... And you can just tell me like we're in the end game, and I'll catch up. It's I think we're we're approaching end game. Approaching end game can take a while. I know. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. It, it did. It did with season one. Yeah. It took quite a while to approach end game. Yeah. But we we are getting there. What level are we at? Uh, you know, levels don't fucking matter in Dungeons and Daddies. <sighs> and it's also like Don said, it's weird. I know because that Beth one of the like characters is way higher, higher than everyone else. What is everyone else? Seven or eight, I think. Okay, yeah. we're I got time. We're good. It's like level thirteen or something. something. Like when yeah. the rest of them hit ten or eleven, tell me they're already all getting pretty overpowered. Yeah, that's how D and D works, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm a fir- listen. I'm a first level character in Pathfinder One, and I can already slay a pack of goblins basically by myself. Like it's fine. So the cult we're going to talk about is one of the newer ones. I bet it was a dwarf. Uh, I have made myself expert is a strong word. It seems like I feel left out because you don't have, have laptop. your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I definitely haven't made myself like any kind of an official expert on Love Has Won, but pretty fucking as much as I could do in about a week's worth of research, listening yeah. to every YouTube video, watching a bunch of their live streams, bits and pieces. I could not sit through the entire <laughs> things. They are hours and hours long. Because they were live streams, weren't they? They were live streams. Yeah. Yes, it was like a regular thing. Well, this is where... like modern, a modern cult. Yeah. Yes. This was like the first internet cult, wasn't it? Uh, not the first, but no, uh, they not have the first. been. They have been credited as such because yeah. they are the first like major news yeah. uh, internet. I think cult. the first cult, and I, I might be wrong, but I think Heaven's Gate, the ones that did the Kool Aid with the weird. They, oh, they yeah, all wanted to catch sauce. the comet. Yeah, that was applesauce. <clears throat> Whatever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah it was... Applesauce and jello, I think. The nerdy thing is to be like, actually, it was Flavor-Aid that yeah. they used for Jonestown, but actually, it was both Kool-Aid and Flavor-Aid. There are pictures of the pantry. Yep. Anyway, okay. those people had, and I believe... Uh, uh, still do. Still have a website? Web website yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two of a them, couple people behind. Two of them stayed behind yes. to like literally run the website. <laughs> 
But all right, so hi, I am Donathan. I'm Monkey Lee Lufa. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't have a good one. So, um, I'm exploding rat dick. There you go. Uh, I'm Josh, also known as the Human Breakfast Table. <laughs> all right, so let's get into. We're 11 minutes in. We're going to get into the cult. Only 11. Yeah. So Josh wrote this script. Oh, this is a fucking long script. We we've we've actually we've got to keep a minimum on the tangents. This is like a twelve so, page long script. There is no good stopping point to make it a two part. So Josh wrote this and he titled it Love Has Won, the story of how love definitely lost. So what comes to mind when you hear the word cult? Love her. Was that the <laughs> was it the image of hundreds of dead bodies at Jonestown that just flashed through your mind? Or was it a quick glimpse at Charles Manson's ugly mug? Today's story is neither of those, but will bear the amount of similarities you would expect for a story of a cult. With its own fun and horrifying twists and turns along the way, as we pick out the traits that define Love as One as a cult, additionally, we'll point out the aspects of this particular cult which make it very unique to the modern age. So just for the sake of keeping the tentative and uninitiated listeners engaged, let's start this story at the end just for the shock value and to show why Love is One has gathered the attention that it has. On April 28th, 2021, a man by the name of Michael Lamboy entered the Salida County Police Department and informed officers that they, that they would find seven people and a mummified corpse inside his home in Crestone, Colorado. Uh, disclaimer, large portions of this script will be read directly from the Rolling Stone article. <laughs> Lamboy also stated that the seven individuals in his home were refusing to allow him to take his two-year-old son out of the house. Upon arriving at the scene, police would be directed towards the back bedroom of the house where they would indeed find the enshrined body of one Amy Carlson, known to members of Love is One as Mother God, wrapped in a sleeping bag and covered in Christmas lights. Quick trigger warning. Uh, um, okay. Yep. <laughs> So, quick. so they've got their very own personal Skyrim's Night Mother. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. exactly. <clears throat> yep. <Cool. laughs> so quick trigger warning for the description of the corpse. Her body was in an advanced state of decomposition. Her eyes had deteriorated to the point that they appeared to be missing entirely. And the area around the empty sockets had been dusted with glitter makeup. <laughs> her lips. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Her lips had receded, causing her teeth to protrude from her mouth. She was shockingly thin, and her skin was blue. Now, although authorities wouldn't have known that her skin had already begun turning blue over the, pre over the previous few months, uh, one officer is heard to have said, wow, they painted her on body cam footage that was later released. Yo, the body cam footage is wild. And, and it's just available just on YouTube? On YouTube, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's about three minutes long. Amy it's Carlson. Amy Carlson. Yeah, if you just search Love Has One Body Cam, it'll come up. Um, yeah, that's just decomp, said another. He leaned forward, shining a flashlight onto Amy's face, illuminating it from for the other officers in the dim blue lighting. Decomp and mummification. That's what I'm guessing at this point, he said. So the house that they were in, like, Ruben's about to see it on the body cam footage. It's... You have never seen an environment that is so clearly a place where people who are in a cult live. Like, all the walls are painted bright colors. There's some pot plants growing. It's, it's Colorado, so right. it's legal. Holy shit. 
Are you looking at the house or are you looking at her? Her. Yeah. She was in a back bedroom. Wow. It looks like a child's bedroom. Yes. It's got literally Christmas lights all over the place and like a star, like those glow-in-the-dark star blankets. Uh-huh. The entire ceiling is painted like a universe. The it's blue. The bedroom is blue with like clouds on it and shit. Shit all over the walls. Stuffed animals everywhere. Yeah, she's got like a fucking bunny right above her and, and a bear and a bear. Yeah, like they're standing vigil. Wow, she is v- blue. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. So how did we get here? What kind of cult was Love Is One? A former Love Is One members have described it as a cult, but it was also an internet content machine turning out videos, social media posts, and blog articles at a fevered pace, while supporting itself on donations and snake oil e-commerce. Though the group has since splintered, it has left behind thousands of hours of video content, as well as tomes of written material. They, uh, this article was... I saw was... the name Dr. Phil, and I got real mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she was on Dr. Phil. Um... <laughs> the lady who died? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They killed her, yeah. No, I think no. she had no. We'll get no. To that. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah. it. She she killed herself, um, like not intentionally, but right. uh, via the cult. Really, it's suicide by cult. <laughs> oh, more or less. It, okay, okay. I it's have... not like she planned to die. No, no, no. But... I have a vague idea. Yeah. Um, this article was written in twenty twenty two. I think, or maybe 2021. Okay, well, this happened in 2021. So. Maybe late. I think it was like late 2021. I think I, I think I have it in there somewhere exactly. I think it was like November 2021, and this happened in April. Yeah. So it was certain info was not out yet, which I'll fill in as it comes along because I did a lot. Also, fantastic. Um, fuck, what, what's her name? The uh, Ask a Mortician? Yeah. She has a great video on it. Oh yeah. my god, she's so Caitlin fucking funny. Daughtry. She's so fucking funny. I love yeah. I have never actually sat and watched an entire one of her videos before yeah. this. I love her. I love her so much. Ooh, she's <laughs> great. I love her too. So their YouTube channel appears to now be removed. It was Vanity Fair, by the way, the guy that I was talking about last time. It was a Vanity Fair ask a mortician ah. situation. Ah. And he was a goofy fucker and I love him. <laughs> their messaging was unlike other religious groups, openly brash, energetic, and foul mouthed able to insult members of their audience in one breath and tell them that they love them in the next. They were unafraid or uh, they were unafraid of offending. Uh, in fact, they seemed to revel in it. Now, one notable uh, example comes from the group's brief stint on Kauai Island in 2020, where Mother God discovered that she was also the reincarnation of the Hawaiian goddess Pele. Along with the group's flagrant disregard for lockdown regulations, this disrespect towards their culture was the last straw for locals who responded with protests. You Absolutely get the fuck out do of Hawaii. Do not fuck Mm-mm. with Hawaiian culture. You no. need to get the fuck out don't of Hawaii. Don't even go to Hawaii, <laughs> matter of fact. Just don't. Don't go fuck with them. They're vibing over there. Let them vibe. <laughs> it's fine. You don't need to be there. No. You don't. Leave, leave Hawaiians alone. Don't go there. Although that was another uh, state that Cindy mentioned that it's a possibility for us to move to. Don't. <laughs> I don't no, want to. Cindy. That's no. a bad idea. <laughs> don't do guarantee that. Guarantee the cost of living over there is insane. Oh yeah. Well, that's even. Uh, it's not even about the money. Yeah. It's about let them have their fucking island. No, no, Josh. Though it is about the money. It definitely is. It definitely is about the money. 
but it's about the Islanders not getting it. Right. And, right. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But so uh, to quote directly from uh, Ask a Mortician, what's her name again? Caitlin Dotry. Caitlin Dotry. Uh, she said the, the Hawaiians knew that uh, Mother God was claiming to be Pele because she would say things like, fuck you, I'm Pele. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like on, on her live streams she, <laughs> she would go on and on about how she's pele she'd be like fuck you bitch don't fuck with me i'm pele mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she's a yeah mm-hmm. so these protests i <laughs> oh my god <laughs> just another white bitch claiming to be a brown goddess uh-huh. so these protests escalated until fires were were being started outside the group. I'm sorry. Property. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I feel bad about saying bitch. When police arrived and asked who had started the fires, locals simply responded, Pele. God damn. So fucking good. God <laughs> so damn. <laughs> now, before she was Mother God, Amy Carlson was a manager at a McDonald's in Houston, Texas. Because that's where all of... That's where God would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other facts about... Mother Honestly, God. though... Kinda. <laughs> yeah, what? What if God? Was Jesus was one literally of us. born in a fucking barn. Yeah. Yeah. Other facts about Mother God, according to her followers, uh, she loves sriracha. She okay. loved the sh- she loved the show Beat Bobby Flay. Wouldn't she love everything mm. or everyone at least? And she loved cell phone games. She'd love her creations. <laughs> she had a close relationship with the spirit of Robin Williams. Nope. Who provides her with spiritual counsel. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Amy. I almost said a very bad thing. <laughs> Amy's acolytes claim that Mother God is over 19 billion years old. That's not how. Nope. And has lived over 500 lives. Don't think so. Which, that math, the math ain't math. The math ain't math. No. Uh, yeah, it is. Over 500, dude. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Like, a... It's just like the, the sun can fit, I don't know, like at least 12 Earths in it. <laughs> so Maybe more. Now, she was in constant conflict, or she is in constant conflict with the cabal. There's a fucking cabal. There's the cabal. The shadowy global. Can we on this podcast? No, I guess we can't. What? Are you going to say say stop using the word cabal? Yeah, don't. Fuck it. Stop it. (laughs) Uh, Stop it. So, yeah, she was in constant conflict with the bad word, the C word, (laughs) a shadowy global organization determined to keep humanity in a, quote, low vibrational state. It's, I think the... The point here to using the word cabal is to show that they are using the word cabal to describe That's this. not, I don't mean Don. No, I mean I know. people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all gotcha. just stop. It is, it is You're absolutely not even... rude. This is going to link to QAnon. I know. I can end. already tell. You know. You <laughs> know Dr. This. Phil. <laughs> now, now, Ruben, why do you have a problem with me? Okay. <laughs> Just because I'm making money off of other people's misfortune, that's not often manufacturing their misfortune. (laughs) Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil, and I will never forgive him for this. Doctor Phil made a little girl whose name on the internet was Bad Baby, spelled with H's, Uh famous, (laughs) and whether or not she would have chosen to do it before. She now has an OnlyFans, and she made it damn near the day she turned 18. Like, 
Sorry, I was making sure it was on max brightness. Okay, I thought I was having a stroke. Josh is <laughs> fucking with his new little smart home Alexa setup. <laughs> Sitting here and the oh lights start God. dimming, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought the storm was about to knock us out. <laughs> so, anyway, fuck Dr. Phil. He monetizes... Tragedy. Tra- yeah. So in her most recent life, the one that just ended... The cabal tried to assassinate Amy nearly 600 times, but she foiled each attempt. Now, the cabal is described as a group of minions of reptilians. And, and- her music sucks. Like, at least if her music was good. Oh, but bad it baby. sucks. Bad baby, yeah. I'm sitting there going, I don't remember. It's her. trash. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the cabal is described as a group of minions of reptilians and the Anunnaki, our good friends from... David Icke. Yep. Is that not... Uh, that's a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> the Anunnaki? Yeah. No, that's... Yes. Fuck, is that what the aliens were called? Yes. In the, the Roswell episode? Yep. Yeah. No, 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 sir. Watch the Game Theory episode on... Or the Film Theory, whatever uh, it about, is. About why Scooby can talk. Because he's literally the descendant of the alien Anunnaki. Yeah, the a- Anunnaki, they got that from... Or Scooby-Doo got that... Anunnaki's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know. Okay, I thought you were saying that they stole it from Scooby-Doo. No. Okay. But it is the thing I associate the word with. Yeah, me too. So yeah, the Anunnaki, if you don't remember, are ancient extraterrestrials and or Sumerian deities, depending on whom you ask. They took the form of animals. Yes. So they are the global elite tied to the Illuminati, and they pull the world's sinister strings, orchestrating the dark sham that they, that is modern life, in which everything from wars... I mean, that's true to mass shootings and pandemics are all illusory, illusory, engineered to keep humanity mired in a state of fear. I don't think I don't think that's exactly they right. They got to keep us in that low vibrational state. Exactly. So a high-level overview of Amy's role in Love Has One Lore, according to their YouTube videos, reveals the belief that Amy Carlson was Jesus Christ, Cleopatra, mm-hmm. and Marilyn Monroe among other historical figures. Why? Okay. Why is it always Marilyn Monroe? Or I know. why is it any famous person? Why couldn't it be like, you know what? I did a past life regression thing and found out my name was Skip and I was a... a I a, was a street urchin in 1940s London. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, died at 12. Yeah. I got dysentery. hit by a street car. Yeah. No, everybody's got to be, you know, I was Marilyn Monroe. I was Joan of Arc. Uh-huh. Fuck you. I was a hunter in a tribe in Africa who got killed his very first hunt. There you go. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean, you fuck? So she was also the queen of the mythical ancient city of Lemur- Lemuria before it's No fire. way. What? That's a golden sun. Get out of town. These motherfuckers are so modern. Go ahead. Okay. Golden sun is my favorite JRPG. Okay. Um, during which time they say Donald Trump was her father. Now, Amy's goal was to lead the hundred. So I believe so it, that it's like the the previous incarnation of right. who Donald Trump is now was the father of her previous incarnation, who she was then. Okay. So Amy's just to clarify, just to clarify, just so we have the facts right. <laughs> Okay. Amy's goal was to lead 144,000 believers into the awakened 5D plane of existence, leaving behind the shackles of the broken 3D world. (laughs) It gets just as silly as flat Earth. It's 
literally a 4D chess move is yep. what it is. <laughs> so those left behind will be destroyed and their energies will be recycled into the sun. Uh-huh. Love is One has always been clear that ascending to the 5D world involves taking their physical bodies, not dying. The concept of ascension in Love Has One theology is not an eschatological system. And there is no life in You gotta look at Rolling Stone for that one. (laughs) There is no life in afterlife in the conventional sense. These are all a part of the same reality. Amy herself was expected to ascend in a starship or perhaps through a portal in the ocean. Portal in the ocean, way cooler. Yeah. That Way was when, cool. when before they found the... Um, Depends on the starship. <laughs> before they found the wreckage of the Titan sub, yeah. that was one of the going theories of what was happened they, to they fell into a portal? They fell into a portal into the hollow earth. <clears throat> Holy fuck, we didn't do like a midweek about that? No, we were too busy with... That was... I learned about that like right as we were doing the Adrenochrome Q. Oh, I... Trilogy hate billionaires <laughs> i saw a phenomenal 3d rendering I saw of too. the sub last night yeah. oh my god about what happened where she shows like the full speed of mm-hmm. how quickly the decompression would have happened yeah. i'm gonna oh usually link god. me to that thank you yes sir <laughs> so over time love is one had a few dozen core members who have resided in the group and with the group in person as well as an estimated 100 to 200 ambassadors who are remote followers who stay connected online. Now, the amb- people who are crazy enough to believe her, but not crazy enough to sell all their belongings and go live with her. Right. Mm-hmm. So ambassadors tended to communicate through Facebook in large group chats, chats on Skype. Outside the main group residing with Amy, there was also auxiliary groups meeting in person in Australia, South Africa, and Central America. Jesus Christ. Mind you, mind you, they're using Skype. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. I said they were modern and I lied. No, 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 no. We're on to fucking, fuck, what is it? Zoom. Zoom. Yes, we're on Zoom now. We don't use Skype anymore. Some of us were using Google Hangouts in 2015. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were actually. (laughs) Some people who came into Cricket when we worked there were still using Google Hangouts. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I love, I have to ask people. It was good at the time because it was more advanced, but then nobody fucking used it because why would you? And uh, yeah, so anyway. Sometimes in my job, I have to ask people their email address Uh and it'll be like AOL or yahoo oh yeah man i still get people talking about uh at bellsouth.com mm-hmm. it's dot net yeah. <laughs> and i have had two guests at the hotel in four months that have had y mail email addresses what's that that's like original yahoo oh, right yeah wow so but i understand it was their gmail and it was their answer to gmail gotcha oh that's right yeah, so that's after original Yahoo, but I do get some Yahoos. Mm-hmm. I I still have a I still have an email with Yahoo. I used to. I don't. I use it for spam. Anymore. Yeah. So like, now, like if I'm going to sign up for like something that I don't want to go to my real oh, email. Address. I have a, I have a Gmail for spam. I have a Gmail for stuff that might be spam, and then I have a Gmail for stuff that I need for work. Right. So to understand what any of this has to do with Amy's rapid decline in health and ultimate death, it's important to understand that the love has one belief in the love is one belief system. All the world's external suffering had to be played out physically upon Amy's body. Now, according to their doctrine, uh, mm. 
She has to carry our burdens. I yes. don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> no. No. Of course not. So according to their doctrine, Amy's body acted as a filtration system. She's, de- she's now dead? No, no. She's still alive. Oh, no. But this is why she died so quickly. Uh-huh. Even though she's, she's a been... Brita filter for suffering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious. <laughs> Amy's body acted as a filtration system, cleansing the world of negative energies and quote low vibrations. She's literally the master chaos emerald. I don't know what that is. That's the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. I am autistic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this caused her indescribable physical suffering. Now, at various times, Love is One followers even claimed that if Amy died, everyone on the planet would die. Her followers were meant to shield her from damage if, through if, their faith and right action. If she died, everybody died. Everybody died. Mm-hmm. We were going to do that anyway, Amy. <laughs> So in the beginning, Amy Carlson was said to be sweet. In the beginning, was a sweet and pleasant country girl, the eldest of three sisters, born in a small Kansas town outside of Wichita. There's your problem right there. <laughs> According to Linda Haythorn, Amy's mother, her parents separated when she was a child. In 1984, when Amy was nine years old, holy shit, she's my age. Yes, Don was. I could be a cult leader. Yes, Don. Duh, you are. <laughs> when Amy was nine years old, her hey, mother remarried. Hey. Everyone in Don's cult, name yourself and then let him know you exist. (laughs) Please send cult applications to rdj2townsover at (laughs) At gmail.com. So when Amy was nine years old, her mother remarried uh, and moved to Oklahoma City. Her father remarried around the same time and a custody battle ensued. In the meantime, Amy split her time between her mother's house in Kansas and Oklahoma, where she as family and even Jason Castillo, later known as Father God, would later describe, had a difficult relationship with her stepmother. Amy's teen teen years was much like those of her peers, though her mother recalls that she clung to childlike aesthetics, decorating her home with a unicorn or room with unicorns. Oh, so she's Yeah. What is it? Um baby goth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she relocated to Dallas and later to Houston and she flourished in a sub submarine, a suburban. <laughs> she wasn't rich enough. Yeah. She flourished in death. She flourished in a suburban middle class lifestyle. Averse to athletics, she found a creative outlet in the church choir and in theatrical plays. She was the sister I looked up to and wanted to be, her youngest sister, Chelsea Reniger, told Rolling Stone. Now, according to Love is One, <laughs> according to Love is One lore, Amy's latent divine powers had already begun manifesting at this time. Yeah, I tried to keep all the early life stuff short. Really, all all we needed all we needed from that was uh, the introduction of Jason Castillo, yeah, who would be the first Father God. Ah. Jason Castillo. So Archia Faith, one of Love is One's longest standing members, recounts being told that by four or five years old, Amy was talking to angels, and her parents had taken her from church to church seeking insight and advice from pastors. Hey, friend. You need medication. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. In one instance, she was said to have had an outburst in the middle of a sermon. Uh, Hey, friend. You might just be four. (laughs) Nope. Wait. The pastor said something that she knew was a lie since she was Jesus, and she yelled, you're lying. 
I want to make it clear. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you reread that because that's wild. <laughs> but I want to make it clear. When I say you might just be four, I'm saying straw man four-year-old who's talking about angels. That's an imaginary friend generally. Yeah. Every kid, many kids, many kids will do shit like that. Oh, let me let me jump <clears throat> to the end of the paragraph here. None of this happened at all. Oh, well, that's this, fair. This is just Amy's made-up story about her childhood. That I she mean, she's a con artist. artist. I mean, cult leader. <laughs> so the pastor said something that she knew was a lie since she was Jesus, and she yelled, you're lying. What do you to, say? Doesn't say. Doesn't I know say. it, though. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it had to be removed from the church. Nope. Uh, said Faith, who requested that Rolling Stone not use her former name. Amy's family, unsurprisingly, denies the telling of events. What? By her early 20s. I knew that was coming also. Yeah. But uh, like. The whole story didn't fucking happen. If your four-year-old is talking to angels, wait until they're eight. If they're still doing it, maybe take them to a doctor. So by the time, by her early 20s, Amy had three children and had been married and divorced once. Her family asserts that she became increasingly disconnected from her kids. By her 20s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She wasn't very maternal, her mother remarks. She didn't have that warmth. She had no problem leaving her children with other people. By the mid-2000s, Amy had begun to develop a preoccupation What? With... Fuck you, I'm Pele. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had begun to develop a preoccupation with New Age spiritual thought. She became a regular on the website lightworkers.org's forums, where she began chatting with a man who went by Amareth White Eagle. No. White Eagle, who did not respond to multiple requests for comment, would later become the first father god to her mother god. Sorry, yeah, I was wrong. Jason Castillo was not uh, the first father god. He was the last father god. Okay. There are three, I believe. <laughs> or five. I, there are several. Now, it's also then that Amy first publicly claimed to have begun experiencing otherworldly phenomena. Specifically, in a post from September 1st, 2007, when she claimed as an... Excuse me. She claimed an etheric voice revealed to her that she would one day become the president of the United States. Now, this is this is a quote directly quote, from her. And I'm cleaning the kitchen, baby just down for a nap, and I feel a tap on my shoulder and a whisk, she says whisk, of air in my left ear. And then I heard a lower tone voice, not really even a voice. It was like a message. A violin would play and its music it's like a message a violin would play, and it's music, and it said "President of the United States." I thought, "What? What in the world? What in the world does that mean?" I dismiss it, and then I hear, "You are going to be President of the United States." She was inching closer and closer to abandoning her. F oh, that was the end of the quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying that didn't happen? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That okay. is what I. That is my official position. <laughs> <laughs> so she was inching closer and closer to to abandoning her former life completely. She began referring to Amrith White Eagle as her twin flame, that they were two bodies sharing a single soul. Amy would go on to find several twin flames over the years, <laughs> but she explained that each of these subsequent partners was a vessel for the same Father God energy, which was too too large to be contained in one human being. Uh huh. There could be many father gods, but there could be only one mother god. That's not how <laughs> that should work. So it was Amareth White Eagle who told It shouldn't work that way in the other direction either, also. <laughs> nope. So it was Amareth White Eagle who told Amy that she was God. And it was the beginning of a story that would continue long after White Eagle was out of the picture. 
severing her connections to everything she'd known before, Amy headed west towards Colorado to fulfill her mission Uh to awaken every human on the planet. Uh Uh-oh. On December 10th, 2007, Amy wrote that she had released her 3D relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Me me when I move from 3D rendering into 2D. Meaning that... Meaning that she had left her husband and kids. <laughs> and that as soon as she had the funds, she would move to be with her mountain man in Colorado. I got to say, we are gonna, we are planning to move into the hotbed of cults. Like, it's... <laughs> uh, cults like, love Colorado. They fucking love Colorado. Yeah. So it wasn't long before she did, leaving behind her family permanently and heading to Crestone. So Crestone is, well, I... I might be jumping ahead. We might have to skip a paragraph about this later. Crestone is a really, really, really religiously diverse community. Um, She talks about it in the Ask a Mortician episode. Um, There's a lot of different cultures and religions that coexist really well in Crestone Mm -hmm. um, to the point where they actually have, like, uh, ritual... Uh, cremations, like open-air cremations for bodies in Crestone, fully legally, that uh, are kind of the result of the melding of all the different religious communities there. So that's why Crestone, all these different religious beliefs, everybody there has their own different religious belief. Mm -hmm. Even then, everyone in Crestone was like, these people are too fucking much. They're crazy. <laughs> People who have open air cremations just in yards. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. More power to them. Absolutely. I don't want to pay for fire. Like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um even then they they were like, no, those people are way too fucking much. <laughs> they're 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 it I mean <laughs> that's how you get a cult. Uh-huh. <laughs> This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com slash unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. So January 14th, 2009, marks the very first Love is One YouTube video. Amareth White Eagle speaking in a calming, loving tone over the soundtrack of Closer to Heaven by the Alan Parsons Project. No <laughs> way. White Eagle uh, told viewers that they were loved unconditionally and to look inside themselves for his own divine likeness. That if they did so, their joy would overflow. So this dude seemed mostly wholesome. As far as I could tell. Sounds like a typical new age. Exactly. Guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's a older, just straight, white haired, big white beard man who tells you that uh, you should love yourself and also that he's God. But if you look inside of him, you look inside of yourself, you'll find God. That is not so different than some other beliefs like you know people there are people who believe like each of us is a god unto themselves sure yeah. 
There are people who believe that that everyone is the same god. In a in a better world, this guy was the cult leader. And he was yeah. a peaceful cult leader. Yeah. And everyone in Crestone loved him. <laughs> so soon producing and then, <clears throat> Yeah. Producing video content became a more or less daily activity. White Eagle's initial uploads were often simply short clips of clouds floating above the Sangre de Cristos peaks, but which both he and Amy claimed were cloaked starships. Um, <laughs> he's peaceful. <laughs> Most of Amy's initial <laughs> videos were published as the Galactic Free Press. Um, he's peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And were either audio only or featured her speaking directly into a camera in a newscaster style, updating viewers viewers on the interstellar spiritual plot line that she claimed was playing out all around them. Now, at this point, much of Amy's professed cosmic worldview uh, was unoriginal, a synthesis of New Age writing she picked up through newsletters, forums, and chat rooms. She was reporting on celestial events as she understood them, repeating information disseminated by New Age groups online. Ashtar Command, for example, features prominently in early addresses. The idea of Ashtar Command, essentially an extraterrestrial law enforcement organization that would save humanity. <laughs> My name is Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> stretches back into the, into the 1950s. But as she grew into her role as spiritual leader, her teachings increasingly became her own. Now, Amy's relationship with White Eagle did not last, and this marked the I'm moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know his name is White Eagle or whatever. Uh-huh. But, like, you, every time you say it, I feel like you're going to say Whitey something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so her, her relationship with him did not last, and this marked the moment that Amy transitioned from playing a supporting role as White Eagle's partner to asserting herself as a deity. Details of the split are murky, but when Amy left, she went with a man named Miguel Lamboy, who would soon come to be known as Archangel Michael Silver. No. So, uh, so that's the, the guy who um, said, who, come, call, who come called get the these police. Out of my house. Yeah, he said, come get these fucking cultists out of my house. They yeah. have a body. Uh, he was the. He never became Father God. Right. <laughs> Okay, he kept himself out of the limelight. Again, I might be skipping ahead here. Ow. Um, he ends up being kind of the uh, financial head of the cult from the shadows. I see. Yes. He's the chancellor. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. So soon Amy was living in a lovely forest home beside a river, typically with Lamboy behind the camera. Now, many components of Love is One's beliefs began falling As into place. As all anime fans know, the most powerful character in any show is the cameraman. Uh-huh. And he he kept himself uh, really distanced from, like, the, the main runnings of the cult. He handled the financials. He stayed away from all of the, the shit that they had going on on camera. He was always behind the camera. And... Uh, when he had to call the police, he really downplayed uh, his whole connection with the cult. I... He did not want to make that clear to the police before they went to his house. <laughs> He's like, that. they came over last night, and I told them they could stay there for a couple of nights. Buddy. Yeah. Buddy, they didn't do that in a night. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, no, it was his house was just like that. He was also a cult member, but... 
he was just more low key about it in public. I guess. So many components of the Love is One's beliefs began falling into place. Um, Amy spoke frequently of the need to tune into higher vibrational frequencies and that she was placed upon the earth to help guide humanity into a higher state of being. Now, when he joined in Amy in early 2020 or 2014, Lamboy, then 40 or 35, became the first true member of the nascent Love Has Won. Lamboy and other current adherents claimed that when he entered Amy's life, he suffered from end stage lung cancer and had already had one lung removed. Nope. They say Mother God had healed him and in doing so molded a true believer. Nope. But uh, nope. No, no, don't look for it. There's no logic. Don't look for it. But no, my thing is, okay, so if he's not lying about the lung cancer. Sure. Why did he become an adherent? Something had to have happened to make him go, oh, shit, this is this is real. Hey, he wants some pussy. (laughs) Uh, He, no. Have you? You want to do a Google image search? Yeah. Of her before she died? Not that great. Don't have to be from her. Oh, okay. True. Yeah, there's there is uh, much sex to be had in any cult. That's, that's true. what I'm saying. Yeah. So Lamboy quickly positioned himself as a valuable logistical asset. Like for people who are like, "Damn, why can't I have that much sex?" It's because you're not crazy, literally, uh huh, <laughs> or brainwashed, actually. Anyway, so an organized thinker with a talent for quiet leadership and the ability to handle money. When Love Is One later became a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization in 2019. Also, were they doing drugs and stuff? No. Absolutely not. No drugs or alcohol allowed at all in the cult. Yes, they were doing tons. Uh, uh, Officially, no. Never. They are prohibited. That is no drugs. Also, another strong motivator to join a cult. And however, on all of the live streams, fucking uh, again, she's just doing rails. Ahead. No, no, but she's hitting bongs and drinking entire highball glasses of vodka to herself. Yeah, straight, just a full, you know. No, she would spritz some water on top. Oh, well, that that. That negates everything. Yeah. That's like if you eat like a bag of Cheetos and then a carrot. Uh-huh. The carrot negates all the Cheetos <laughs> yeah, you just It ate. gets rid of all the Cheetos because yeah. they're both orange. Exactly. They, yeah. It confuses your body. Mm-hmm. So since water and vodka are both clear, you just add a dropper of water into your vodka. Yeah. <laughs> just a little yeah. like a like an oral syringe. Exactly. Just, just a little. So yeah. So when they became a nonprofit <laughs> charitable organization like in 2019, <laughs> it was Lamboy who made it happen. Likewise, it was Lamboy's name that appeared on the LLC formation documents when they launched their first businesses. In early videos, he's often the primary broadcaster, though over time he would fade into the background. From 2014 to 2018, others joined the group, many via the internet as well as in person, and a constellation of adherents steadily grew around Carlson, believers in the orbit of her celestial body. Now, in those early days, Carlson was charming. She was a vital, charismatic, and sunny. She appeared healthy. Behind the scenes, her worst impulses were gaining ground. Amy drank, and by several accounts, was a mean drunk. She was an incredibly oh, yeah. mean drunk. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, uh, what well, I mean. <clears throat> the meanest drunk you have ever actually known in real life. She was considerably worse. Yeah. Fuck Pele? Really? <laughs> really? 
You think fuck Pele's mean drunk? <laughs> that is not the worst of it, bud. Yeah. I, I've seen the... I think that's where Dr. Phil came in, was that he was, like, showing her bullshit. Yeah. I know of mean drunks, yes. No, this was a mean bitch. My grandfather impersonated a state trooper, and that's the funny part of my family. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> she She was, like abuse a cat on camera mean drunk and didn't she like lock a kid in a closet or something lock a crying infant in a closet and call it time out type Mm -hmm. of drunk um non-stop verbal abuse to everyone around her she's that type of mean drunk we've all known one like it she was just as bad if not considerably worse also crazy yes Exactly. Not just mean, also, also crazy. Also believes that she's God. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, she was a mean drunk, frustrated with those she saw as working against her. Soon, that version of Amy, domineering and self-destructive, took center stage in live streams with increasing frequently frequency. She was always barking orders at people, telling them they were worthless. There was one time where she, like, told a guy to bring her... Uh, Chicken Parmesan? Yeah, the chicken Parmesan. Uh, Or he brought her chicken Parmesan, but she actually wanted something else. Swedish meatballs or something. Yeah, meatballs, whatever. He brought her the wrong one, according to her, even though he brought her what she told him to bring her. Yeah. And she decided that that wasn't right. She actually wanted the other one. And then he was basically ostracized and abused by literally everybody in the cult. Yeah. And uh, she filmed her yelling at him. Especially Jason Castillo, who was in the picture at that point, yeah. And he was incredibly domineering. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I get to be a cult leader? And he took right to it. Yeah. So one of the crucial turning points that led Amy down the path to self-destruction came after she met her final twin flame, the last father god, Jason Castillo. Castillo first appeared in Love is One's videos in August of 2018. After that, the group would settle into a structure and culture that remained consistent until Amy's death. By March of 2018, videos from Love is One began to feature updates from the first contact ground crew team, around 10 members who would pile into a room together and speak directly to the camera for a few hours each day. They were the core group of in-person followers who both assisted and protected Amy in her quest to help the world ascend. Now, most were young. To 5D. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, most were young. Because she, she needs 144,000 people. Exactly. That's She needs 144,000 people to go with her to ascend to the fifth dimensional plane. Right. Because apparently there's, you know, it's like Jack Sparrow and you need the hundred souls to pay your debt. I wasn't <laughs> even going to ask why. I wanted to. I did. (laughs) So most were young. All were enthusiastic, kicking off every video with a group cheer shouting, Love is One, and breaking into applause. Now, for a time, watching the Love is One live stream was like watching a very strange season of the real world. The first contact ground crew team, God, lower the fucking number of words in your name, (laughs) sat in front of colorful tapestries and joked together, argued and proselytized. They took questions from the live stream chat audience Mother and father were not regulars in these videos. In the beginning, they sometimes appeared, but over time, Amy's presence dwindled and eventually ceased altogether. Member Ashley Peluso, a.k.a. 
Archea Hope. I think it's Archaea. Archaea Hope. Archaea. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, she's the one that earlier had asked them not to use her real name. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, Fuck her, though. Fuck all of them. <laughs> she explained that Amy couldn't appear in video because if she did... Some of these people are victims, let me be clear. Yeah. What? In a cult? <laughs> yeah, ah. because if she did appear on video the viewer's bodies would explode because her vibration is so high and all of yours is so low. That's a direct quote. I will be honest. My vibes are way higher than hers right now. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. So the real standout content were the day-to-day update dates on mom's ongoing battle against the cabal. On August 1st, 2018, viewers were informed that dark witches had attacked Amy. Three weeks later, the <laughs> audience was told by member Archaea Faith that another assassination attempt had taken place. Oh, sorry. No, I was wrong. It was Archaea Faith that doesn't want her oh, old yeah. name used. Um, are they all Archaeas? I at, think so. At least a few of the women are Archaea and then Hope or Faith or there's another one. Archaea Love. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, another assassination that's, that's, attempt. Uh, that's, a, that's an R&B-ass talk radio Archaea Love. Welcome to Archaea Love 109.7. The Quiet Store. Keith Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me lick you up and down. Anyways, so, yeah, so another... <laughs> Isolate that audio. <laughs> Isolate <laughs> the audio. So, yeah, Archaea Faith said that another assassination attempt had taken place during which a sword sliced one of her hearts. She says in the video. <laughs> so the eth- ah. the etheric have been doing surgery on it for many hours now, and mom is throwing up diarrhea. She was shaking. That's called DTs, my dude. The what? The okay. You never heard of the DTs? Like detoxing? Yeah. Yeah, that. I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm talking about. Oh, who's doing the surgery? The etheric. What? The etheria. I think. I don't need to know. She's probably she's probably taking a nap. Probably. (laughs) Fuck, Young and the Restless is on right now. Just tell them that they're they're sewing my heart together. So the content of many Love Has Won live streams during this period mirrored the Book of Revelation, with followers talking about Amy breaking through seven seals, after which she'd moved on to transitioning seven trumpets, Mm -hmm. then seven bowls. Mm -hmm. Predictions were made. Goalposts were moved. Each day, Amy's progress was updated, though she virtually never appeared on camera. By September 13th, 2018, she had processed 99.3 of the world's negative energy. That's not how that works. The rate of growth slowed. Also, 2018, she'd processed it, and it... Uh, really? Yeah. Really? hmm Okay. There was about to be a lot more negative energy. Yeah. There was already a lot more... I, I remember 2016. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh huh. She had to been at least in the eighties. Yeah, she was probably almost at a hundred percent, and then twenty sixteen happened, and then it knocked her back down to eighty something percent. She had to process a lot more. That's what happened. But then, into twenty nineteen came around, COVID became a thing, and then she she got knocked back a little bit again. Sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever. She's dead now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because of COVID-19. So the rate of growth slowed exponentially as she approached 100%. Her pain was described as reaching a 50 out of 10. (laughs) Miguel Lambert. I hate her. (laughs) Yeah. So much. Uh, Dude, she... 
fucked with a cat. That's all you have to do for me to want you dead now. So Miguel Lamboy described her situation as very dire and warned her or warned that something may happen to Amy's physical body. Oh, her, yeah. Her followers said that Amy was bedridden and eventually that she was paralyzed from the waist down. Now, it's difficult to know the actual state of Amy's health at this time. On top of generally threatening and adversarial rhetoric, Love is One members regularly expressed racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic views in their live broadcasts. I have a question. What? I probably have the answer, unfortunately. <laughs> Why are they called Love is One? Nobody knows. It, she fucking made it up. Okay. On top of general, yeah, I read that. Uh, these run the gamut from bigoted racial comments to an in-depth alternate history surrounding Hitler and the Holocaust. You remember when there I called is. her a white bitch earlier, and I said I was sorry. I'm uh -huh. not sorry anymore. Nope. <laughs> so Amy's drinking became dire around this time, calling it her medicine because it's natural. Oh yeah. What yeah. is? I'm sorry. Uh, vodka. Vodka. Oh yeah. Vodka and tequila mostly. <laughs> Because it's taters and corn. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, she, she said because she was constantly in so much pain from filtering the negativity out of the universe, mm -hmm. um, she she couldn't take uh, any drugs because there were no drugs allowed. Drugs? Uh-huh. No, no drugs. Well, drugs. no, if... Was she doing pot? She was smoking weed. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, about to say. Weed. that's not drugs. I know, but I'm just saying. Technically, It's a mind-altering is... substance. It's just not a drug. Yeah. So tomorrow, I think I'm going to call in from work uh -huh. and just say I'm not feeling well because I'm having to process You're the having world. to filter the negativity. I'm having to filter yeah. the negativity of the world. You have discovered that you are Father God. Yes. You could probably, like, grow out your beard a little bit more. You could show up to the remaining Love Has One members today <laughs> and say that you're the new Father God. You've spoken with Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be a Tell Jason Castillo he's out. I would be the most boring cult leader. Good. <laughs> Father God, what Good. do we do? I don't fucking know. Just, just chill. Yeah. Well, like, fuck it. There's a couch. There's a TV. Relax. Yeah. It's a it's a multiple of four. We got to vote. But that's about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm filling. I'm filtering the negativity. You guys just chill. I'm filtering it for you. Relax. Have, have you guys played Red Dead Redemption? Give that a shot. It's literally have a group play. Live In fact, do you want to help me process this? Because I need to I need to get through the multi the co-op on <laughs> Portal 2. <laughs> I'm having to filter the multiverse. All right. So the only way I can filter all the negativity in the world is to get the platinum trophy in every video <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, but she she couldn't uh, she couldn't take anything that wasn't natural. So her vodka and tequila weren't natural. Well, she put water in it. So Opium's that natural. That makes thing. it natural. Yeah, yeah, the water made it natural. Op Opium's natural. This Opium is true. Is natural. Yeah. So Damn, so told that she might have died way sooner. So followers explained her increased use of alcohol was the result of the intense physical pain she was experiencing. Near the end, she sometimes had trouble keeping it down. In videos, she slurred her speech, and she was prone to erratic outbursts. What? In one video, she rails against members for not delivering her tequila promptly enough, asking, where's my tequila, you dick whores? Dick whores <laughs> was one of her favorites, and it's so fucking funny. It's so good. 
listening to this woman say it and she says it all the time throughout like the entire like the years long process so she goes from being like like a very full-faced woman just a normal looking woman calling people you dick horse and then all the way at the end she's like skeletor screaming you dick horse it's very until we meet again to me. you dick horse <laughs> it's literally it's literally <coughs> All right, dickos, I have the power of grace, girl. <laughs> I'm so glad we're back to topics we can just make fun of. Yes, yes, I picked this one first on purpose. In videos and communications posted on YouTube. <laughs> I'm calling everybody dickos for a day. Oh, my God, it's so good. We see members subjected to hours-long sessions in which they're criticized by other members in an effort to weed out the negative energies infesting the group. This was some kind, sometimes called playing Find the Whore. <laughs> I'm like looking at the script and I'm just like, I'm watching Ruben fuck fuck with his weed, waiting yeah. for you to say the words, Find the Whore. Find the Whore. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is, that is the game that the fucking medieval lord plays with his servant girls. <laughs> find the whore. That's what we'll do at our first live show. Fuck off. Play find the whore. One you know person what? will have a thing under their seat that says whore. And we'll come out and just tell everyone no, no, find no. the whore. No, 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 Don. No, no, no. We must invite open invitation to whores. <laughs> and then we just find them. And then we'll just like interview them or something. Okay. So those sessions could involve multiple members calling each other out for behaviors deemed inappropriate, or they might focus on a single member, often reducing them to tears. Now, in cult terminology, this is referred to as the hot seat technique, wherein a member is bombarded with accusations and criticisms, eroding their confidence and a sense of self. Alternatively, we could play find the horse. We could just go to any high school and pick anybody on the football team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody. One out of any of them. Now, in one session, John Robertson was admonished for transgressions he told he was told he committed in the year 1431. No. <laughs> <laughs> New members of the community allegedly experienced... There, there's a transcript of that, by the way. I left it out, but there's a transcript of that conversation. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's basically, he, he was... So, at, at that point in time, um, Mother God was uh, Joan of Arc. And he was one of her followers, and he jumped into the fire to save her, uh, only killing himself in the process, despite the fact that she had told him not to do that. And that made him a whore? Uh, yeah. Okay. That is how whores work. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you know these things? So new members of the community allegedly experienced what psychologists and cult experts called love bombing. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Daniel Shaw, a New York psychoanalyst, cult recovery expert, and author of the forthcoming Traumatic Narcissism and Recovery, Leaving the Prison of Shame, Prison of Shame and Fear. Would you like um would you like a, 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 a just a very quick overgeneralization of how love bombing works? You know how I said, "Hey, we want some pussy" earlier? Yeah. You love, get there. Love you, bombing. You get the pussy. Love bombing you is literally you go, "Hey, I want a hug," and they're like, "Hell yeah, you can have ten. And then you're like, "Hey, I want some pussy," and they're like, "You can have twelve. And you're like, "Twelve pussy," and you're <laughs> <laughs> and you're in. You know, it's it, 
the the like first first week there, it would all just be the best, the best, just great meals. I'd love to vacation at a cult. <laughs> yeah, that's specifically, that's trying to recruit me. Yeah, isn't that the plot of Midsummer? I don't know. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. You don't want a vacation at that cold. No, I don't up, know what that is. You end up inside of a bear carcass burning to death. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to end up, <laughs> I want a vacation at a sex cult. Yeah. You know, just for like a week. Sure. And then I'll come home. And Midsummer I'll be is an incredible horror movie. I need to watch it. Maybe actually. Oh, the you best looked at me like movie. I would ever have watched a horror movie willingly. Mm hmm. It's, you could argue it's more of a suspense thriller, but I don't like it's them absolutely the most uh, like uncomfortable you've ever felt watching. Yeah, because that's what Ruben needs. Oh. And for people who are like, you don't want to watch horror movies? Why? Well, let me see. I make jokes about real tragedy. Do you think a false tragedy is going to make me like? So I, I love horror movies because I hate horror movies. They're all so bad. I cannot stand like mainstream horror movies. Midsummer was incredible. I like I like watching analysis of serious horror movies. Sure. Like the ones with a point. Yes. That's what I like. I don't like watching the movies cuz they're yeah, okay, they're a little bit scary or suspenseful and I have high anxiety. But at the same time, they're boring to me. Mm -hmm. They're just boring to me. Uh, hands down, the best part of Midsummer is their depiction of a bunch of people tripping on mushrooms together. That's fine. Like, as soon as they get there, like, everybody's doing mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of the guys is, like, having a bad time. He's like, I need you guys all to lay down with me. And that's real. <laughs> that is real. <laughs> so, Daniel Shaw, the author, uh, describes the practice as showering the newcomers with hyper-friendly, hyper-empathetic attention in order to win them over. Successful love bombing overwhelms the potential uh, recruit with the feelings of being deeply cared for, deeply understood, and deeply welcome, he says. <clears throat> now, as Love is One's narrative developed, it began to incorporate many elements of the QAnon conspiracy. In so contrast, we want you to feel deeply welcome and those other things you got to deal with on your own. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, such as the idea that a network of global elites are literally eating our children, as put by Love is One member Gabriel Gomez, a.k.a. Buddha Kuthumi, in a live stream, as well as the idea that Donald Trump is working behind the <laughs> scenes to fight the cabal. So what the listeners at home missed was I very emphatically nodded to that information. Ruben shook his head. <laughs> 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 I missed your nod before I was <laughs> downcast. <laughs> so in the QAnon community, Amy and her followers found a group that was eager to engage and eager to donate money. Currently, QAnon is responsible for Love is One's most popular social media outlet, a Telegram channel with roughly 35,000 followers. <laughs> a Telegram! Oh, yeah. Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. Channel with uh, roughly 35,000 followers. Telegram is for porn and political dissidents. <laughs> like, that's it. Um, uh, yeah, so 35, and, and their channel posts a mixture of QAnon and Love is One content. 
Just like QAnon, Love is One ties its followers into an epic storyline about the struggle for the fate of humanity. Within this belief system, believers are soldiers of truth. They're empowered to feel that they're fighting in the world's greatest battle. But how they carry that out, how they carry out that fight is simply by consuming and sharing the group's materials. That's not... No. (laughs) You get to be a soldier without the messy business of actually fighting. Nah. No. Here we go! Dr. Phil devoted an episode of his show to Amy and Love is One. That felt like a delayed punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like like in an anime where they hit you and you're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Featuring her mother, Linda Haythorne, and two of her sisters, Chelsea and Tara. Amy herself, as well as two other Love is One representatives, Ashley Peluso and Lauren Suarez, participated via video call. I... <clears throat> Uh, uh, you know, the daytime host brought up several of the more well-known instances of Amy's alleged abuse behavior. Among these are alleged incidents uh, among, yeah, are alleged incidents in which she mistreated a cat as well as one in which she locked a distressed child in a closet repeatedly as a form of punishment, commanding them. You need to surrender, surrender now. So there's a book series that I love written by Brent Weeks. It's called Lightbringer. And the first book, the one of the main characters, whose name is Kip, uh, you find out that he has a trauma memory of being locked in a small closet while rats were, like, crawling all over him and biting him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you find out later that his mother was basically a heroin addict and would literally lock him in the cabinet for days at a time so what i'm trying to say is she created kip no no i was gonna say fuck this woman oh yeah (laughs) um because kip has magic and like it's a fantasy novel so like you know yeah (laughs) so both dr phil and amy's family also brought up that she'd left behind her three children aged two seven and twelve at the time with whom she no longer had a relationship. She said, for me, I did not abandon my children. I begged my angels. I didn't want to leave, but they told me I had to fulfill my mission and I had to make a jump and I had to make a decision. One of them is old enough. Two of them are old enough to remember that you're probably lying. So Amy's family was most concerned. You didn't ask them shit. You probably just disappeared. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amy's family is most concerned with getting her medical attention. They believe she suffered from mental illness. Well, now she's dead, so. Yeah. But her physical deterioration was also becoming extreme. Did I mention uh, how dead she is now? Yeah. Uh, Her skin was now strikingly blue from Argyria, Argyria, a result of her excessive use of colloidal silver. So colloidal. Oh my God! I know this one. Mm -hmm. Was uh, it was big? Alex Jones pushed colloidal silver a lot. Amy believed him, like for real. So there's also a family, like in Kentucky. Oh, you're talking about oh, yeah. the uh, the inbred yeah. family, yeah. And they have a very They've similar condition blue. because they're blue now, right? Like not, yeah, not faintly blue. They look like fucking Smurfs. They look yeah. like literally like people who like ice people. Like they should live yes. in a cave of ice. Yeah. It's wild, like a Skyrim NPC. Yes. 
Um, so their prescription for colloidal silver was that you should be taking it three times a day. Jeez. And uh, if you have COVID symptoms, you should be taking it five times a day. High metals, not good. No. They're not good for you usually. And you got to have a little tiny bit of iron. They <laughs> they also sold uh, colloidal silver on their website. Of yeah, course no they way. did. Yeah. So she was extremely thin, and each time she appeared in a video, she looked somehow thinner still. While Amy's family had hoped that Dr. Phil would prove, uh, prove a turning point in getting Amy out of her surroundings, the episode ended anticlimactically. They felt that Dr. Phil was their last chance to change Amy's trajectory. That is so sad to me. Isn't it? I was just about to say, when you get to the point where Dr. Phil is your last hope, you're already done. Now, Josh... Like, Fuck I, off. I Don't do you not, no, I I do not say, approve of your, your downward uh, attitude. And I think maybe if you came on my show so I could uh, promote uh, uh, reverse mortgages and Depends undergarments for the people who watch my show, I think that you would understand more uh, the, the help that I can provide you. I will stick my dick in Dr. Phil's brain through his nose. It'll hurt. You're going to take a D6. <laughs> 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 and we come back to the beginning so so i was just gonna say something kind of similar it's not that they it's like that dr phil has positioned himself falsely as the last line of hope for these people yeah who don't know any better um the right opinion on youtube is english guy does very long form video essays about different figures some of whom are online figures some of whom are real life figures he does uh probably like a two or three hour long video essay about the entirety of dr phil's tv career mm -hmm. very good very informative fuck dr phil to death he's the worst don't no i already see it i see your face changing to do the dr phil voice at me again what as you're moving closer to your microphone from south park who's like okay. that's mr mackey mr mackey is what you're doing sir and you need to stop no it's mr garrison no mr garrison talks like this mr hat mr garrison has mr hat and Mr. 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 Mackey's the one that talks yeah. like this. Okay, Mr. drugs Mr. are bad. Drugs okay, are bad. don't say fuck anymore because fuck is the worst word that you can say. So just say the word okay. Yeah, I thought that was Mr. Garrison because no. in the movie, uh, the guy he's like fuck you, Mr. Garrison, and it's that guy with the puppet. Yeah, yeah, that's Mr. Garrison. The other guy he doesn't like go okay. No, no, that's the guy that that's looks Mr. Like Mackey. He's the guidance counselor. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> You, you gotta catch up on your South Park lore. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, Ruben, I believe that your version to uh, South Park is a deeper lying problem that you may have. And I will absolutely a version punch to you. South Park is in not real life. Problem. Don, I will hit you. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody else will do a fucking voice. So um, <laughs> I did a voice at the beginning of the Last episode. Oh, was that it? That was the midweek. Oh, I did. Where the, you did the little I Croatian. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the Croatian. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amy, uh, da, 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 yeah, and they felt deeply disappointed that nothing came of it. Now, it's important for us to let everyone know that Amy was a person. She wasn't a monster, says her sister, Tara Flores. She's a victim as well as a coercive control. T okay. 
She's not. She crossed a boundary. There is a certain level of victim that you can be before you yourself are victimizing other people, and then you no longer are still a victim in my eyes. Eh. The the most that she's a victim is, you know, maybe maybe a white eagle coerced her into coming and being with him, but she left him. She went out on her own. She started her own cult yep. where she abused children, animals, and adults. Yeah. It is. It's like it's a little more complicated to me, but it is really like you are a victim, but as soon as you start victimizing others, that becomes more important. That is weighted more heavily. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like it requires more immediate attention. Like if you are gonna go out and victimize people, that requires attention, and you are no, you're not a victim in that circumstance. No, you, you are chose not a victim to do that. for victimizing other people. However, I also very much understand the position of her family, not wanting to see her as a villain. I do, I do, but she became one. I'm black. Sometimes we'd be looking at people being like, "You're a villain for no reason." <laughs> Sometimes it's a really good reason. Like, I have a couple of gay cousins, and uh, they were treated pretty badly for a little bit until the family came around. Mm-hmm. Uh, until the responsible cousin came out as gay. Yeah, And everybody right. was like, oh, the, this is fine. And mm. um, then there is a uh, one of my second cousins. We call her Aunt Redacted. And she went to marry or at least sleep with her first cousin on a permanent basis. Oh! Yeah. It was one of those, we have a really, really big family, so she didn't know at first, but then they found out pretty quick, and then she was like, nah, I'm still into it. And, like, "Mm." we haven't seen her in a very long time. Yeah. She Uh, also abandoned her mother to dementia and Alzheimer's for this person. Okay. So, fuck her. So her sister continued, but we don't have much of an option for getting her help. Part of me wanting to speak is to bring awareness to that. Now, those around her describe the last months and weeks of Amy's life as physically torturous. I I will say, as much as she was a villain, maybe there was still hope for bringing her out of it. It wasn't Dr. Phil. No. No, she should have got sent to a serious inpatient rehab center. Yes. And they... Should have been given her care she for was like a, hor- a while. She was a horrific alcoholic. Like a semi-permanent situation. She was very far gone. And <clears throat> she wasn't getting the help that somebody in that situation should be getting. She still needed to be getting that help. But she was still victimizing people. Yeah, that's I, what I, I'm, I'm saying. I'm not saying who that, that like, people I get who, it. You have PTSD and trauma yes. and all these things. I have those too, but I'm not a villain, literally. And people, I who, have, I'm not a killer. Right. I'm not an abuser. People you know, who like, fall to that do still deserve help to try and get out of it. Certainly, I believe in rehabilitation, yes. but I also believe that if you've done bad things, you need to be held accountable. Right. I'm not sorry. She's dead. <laughs> So those around her describe the last She's month- dead? <laughs> describe the last months and weeks of Amy's life as physically torturous. 
She spent most of her of that time in bed, and she as she had for the last few years. But Castillo and others. Yeah, you can probably keep going. Okay, but Castillo and others would carry her to the shower as well when she had where she often spent hours. The water provided some relief for her pain. According to our our K of Faith, Amy was like a tortured lab animal in April 2021. I'm sorry. In April 2021, Amy was at the group's rental property in Mount Shasta, California. Ugh. You all right? I hate Shasta. <laughs> uh, Amanda Ray of Rising Above Love Has Won claims that she... Again, shorten your fucking name. Rising Above Love Has Won is uh, a YouTube channel that does still exist now. The actual Love Has Won YouTube channel is removed you can't find that stuff on YouTube anymore. Right. Um, but there is a channel you can go called... go to Telegram. Probably. <laughs> there is a channel called Rising Above, Love Has One, and it is uh, people who are trying to de... Uh, what, what is it? Um, uh, they're de- trying to deprogram de- 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 all yeah. of the, the cult brainwashing type stuff. Right. Um, and they're talking about their experiences. I meant to watch some of their stuff. I just didn't get to Are it. these people who were in the cult? Yes. Mostly, okay. yes. Or people who were like on the verge of maybe joining the cult type of stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. So Amy Ray of Rising Above Love Has One claims that she spoke to the group's Mount Shasta landlord, who told her that he spoke to Amy on April 10th. Uh, you know, I'll say this, actually, Don, to your <clears throat> name length. Yeah. For a specific situation like this, Rising Above Love Has One is yeah. might be the perfect name. Right, yeah. You know? But like when I was making a list of our subjects. Because we- it's going to be getting to exactly the people who are going to be looking for it. Right. But um, like when I was looking at some of our subjects, some of the cults, I was trying to make like a two column list to you know, like kind of get things more compact and like some of the, the cult names was, it's not like, but it was like the, the 12th tabernacle of the 10 commandments of the apostolate, you know, yeah. just uh-huh. long yeah. ass it's fucking ridiculous. Names. And it's yeah. just like, call ourselves the cult. Right. We but are the people like we are some the people shit. our parents warned us about. No, no, no. For me and Josh specifically, it was our parents. <laughs> that was a Jimmy Buffett song, anyways. Yeah. So, so yeah. James Buffet. Yes. So, according to the <laughs> landlord, he had spoken to Amy on April 10th, and that he had told her goodbye. Her condition seemed so dire that he had a sense that she would soon pass. You I'm shall sure, not be long for this world, Amy. I'm sure Amy vibrationally told him, "I'm dying." He was the landlord. He wasn't in the cult. No. He. Uh... He just, he saw the state that she was in physically, and he was like, goodbye. So around this time, Amy's family and concerned viewers contacted authorities in Mount Shasta, which resulted in a wellness check. Amy's followers informed them that she had relocated to another property. It's unclear if she was even alive she at that time. <laughs> yeah, no, though, she probably died there. We don't know, though. Yeah. We don't know her exact date of death because the cult was moving her. After yeah. this, the Love Has One members maintain that she had quote moved out of that rental property, mostly under now under the command of Father God. Right. So perhaps most shockingly, Amy at times asked for medical intervention, and her followers apparently denied it. Worried this, that this is this is how I said earlier that she killed herself. Yeah. This yeah. is how. This is the inkling that I had. Worried she that the cabal probably, might get to her. Yeah, she was probably not beyond saving. 
mm-hmm. quite yet. If she had gotten to a hospital and gotten medical treatment, she probably could have been brought back from the edge. Uh, but because of the rhetoric that she espoused to her members, that was no longer an option. Yeah. So... Um, Lauren Suarez said in a broadcast on September 15th, 2020, there have been moments when mom has asked us to take her to a 3D hospital and we're like, nope, because there's just, there's, there's no way. And we know exactly how hijacking works. And you can bet your fucking ass that someone in that hospital, whoever it would be, would get hijacked and go straight for mom. Try to do who knows what. They would try to take her to surgery. They would try to do some crazy shit. So absolutely not. So it's unclear. This is that's where you can see like how unhinged every member of the cult is at this point. Because in the beginning, they were saying some crazy shit, but they were saying it like with confidence and mostly peacefully. But that is fully unhinged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's unclear exactly when Amy passed away. According to leaked private group chats between Love Has One members, in April 2021, photos began circulating of Amy in bed unconscious and potentially already deceased at this point amy was in california back at the primary colorado headquarters members received regular updates on amy's condition on a live stream on april 16th member bobby lesseman told viewers mom is not good she is very 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 close and that's pretty much all we know so pray she's slowly slowly pulling out of her vessel on April 17th, Lesseman and another member, Jerry Lee Svensson, seemed to believe that she was gone. Quote, we don't get to just stop now. We have to keep going for mom. So grateful that she's not in pain now, Lesseman said. So grateful she's at peace, replied Svensson. But a few hours later. Like, <clears throat> it's weird that you call her mom. Yeah. Instead of mother God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. But a few hours later, in a follow-up stream, Lesseman seemed to indicate that Amy was still alive, saying, Mom is still resting. She's still kicking ass for us. Police recovered Amy's body on the 28th. At the time, authorities believed she'd been dead, quote, for some time, though they didn't know how long. As of this writing, the coroner's report has still not been released. Which that was in November. Oh, God, fuck. Um, let me see. I forgot to fill that in because uh, I finished it and I was like, I'll fill that in later. <laughs> Good job. Actually. Alcohol abuse, anorexia, and colloidal silver. There you go. That that was uh, the coroner's uh, official report. Or that's what the coroner wants you to believe. Yeah, well, he was probably hijacked. So. I'm sure he was. So now we come to the fun part. She was 45 years old and weighed 75 pounds. God damn. So yeah, so now we come to the fun part yes. where we decide just how culty was Love Has Won. Are you going to read out the things for me? Yes, yep. I will. Cool. Um, and I'll, we don't need to read out the entire no, thing. Just the, no, just the, just the, the, yeah, the, the bold yeah. text. But um, keep in mind, this is on a scale of one to ten. On so, ten different categories. Yes. So the first one is the leader is the ultimate authority. And that is going to be, for me, a strong ten. Seven. And I'll tell you why. Uh huh. Because if she was truly the ultimate authority, they would have taken her to the hospital. That is true. Mm, mm, okay, you're right. You're right. I'm going to drop to a nine. <clears throat> and I I'm think gonna I'm going to join Ruben with a seven because Father God also had some sway. Mm-hmm. 
True. Yeah, so. but she she had the sway over Father God. So depends yeah. on which Father God. I mean, all of the Father yeah, Gods, because so. the Father God is one person in their lore, uh, whose energy can sure. sustain multiple vessels. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call it a nine. Okay. So the next one is the the group suppresses skepticism. I don't think there was a lot of that. I don't. I didn't hear a no, lot of that. There's really. really not a whole lot of it. Anyone who kind of doubted mothers. It sounds like she just was or, like, "Fuck you, bye." Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. I'm gonna say like a like a three. You were just out yeah. if if you were that skeptical. Yeah. Of the whole thing, so I'm gonna call. I'll call it a two. Yeah. yeah. There's not a whole lot of well. suppression. So that's... I'll join you guys at two. That mm-hmm. feels All right. Six. All right. The next one. <clears throat> the group delegitimizes former members. <clears throat> I read the full story with a free account. Yeah, that fucking changed. Hold on. I'll sign in. Well, you got to do it too. Did, didn't we hear one of them got ridiculed? Ostracized? Yeah. Yeah. That but... was for bringing mother the wrong food. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, the group delegitimizes former members. <clears throat> Absolutely. Any anyone who left was considered to have been hijacked, or uh, everything they say is completely disregarded. This one's going to be a strong eight. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Eight feels right to me as well. Yeah. Next is the group is paranoid about the outside world. Yep. Ten. 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 Yeah, ten. Strong <laughs> ten. Strong ten. Uh, the next one is the group relies on shame cycles. That That's a lot of what they did on their live stream yeah. was shaming They had a whole criticism circles. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. I'll call Maybe it a nine. nine. Yeah. I'm going to go seven. Okay. Right. So Call it seven, eight, nine then. Seven, eight, nine <laughs> adds up to... 1724. What, you're averaging them? No. No, no, no. For the or you're final adding score. them up. I'm adding them I all thought... together because it'll be a 100 score. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, the leader is above the law. Um, yeah, yeah, but it didn't. They're really... Yeah. Wait, adding, adding them together won't equal 100. No, he's going to add them together and then average that number. Yeah, by 10. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. We haven't talked about this in depth. (laughs) (laughs) Because Josh decided we're doing it now. It's like, well, fuck. Okay. So, um, yeah, so the leader's above the law. That's number six. Um... And that's that's 100%. She would always say nobody is allowed to drink or do drugs, but then she was constantly drinking and doing drugs. But there's also reports that so was everybody else. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think because of that exact situation, that is so normal that I'm going to say five. I was going to call it a six. Mm. (coughs) It might actually be lower, though. I'm going to call it a four. Yeah, because it's so it's like we no drinking or doing drugs or smoking, but that's fine. It's Although it, fine. it does say when confronted, they do not confess, but create justifications for their impropriety. Hers was this is my medicine. That's still so normal, man. All right. So we'll do that's something your grandfather would say. Yes, you yeah. said five, four, four. I'll do I will do five. So that's 14. Uh, the group uses thought reform methods. Yeah, that that. That's the the game 
that they were playing kind of is a thought reform. Oh, find the whore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> find the whore. Um, I'll give them a six or excessive something. fasting, prayer, hypnosis, scripture reading, chanting, meditation, or drug usage can all yeah. increase a person's vulnerability to the leader's suggestions. I'll call it a seven. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah. F- I'll go five. You said six, six, so thirteen, eighteen. Uh, the group is elitist. Yeah. Uh, if your group is the solution for all the world's problems, you're yeah. probably in a cult. That's pretty. They yeah. are claiming to be the solution, That's... see themselves as enlightened, chosen, yeah. and elect organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, free manual labor or heightened recruitment efforts in order to further the cause. Love bomb. This is a tin. Yeah. Was it love bomb? Is that what it was called? Love bombing? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go 10. Yeah, same. Okay. Uh, there is no financial transparency. I want to, um, I'm going to go nine. Okay. I was going to say there's not at all, uh, Michael or Miguel Lamboy or oh, whatever. Are you going nine on the previous one? On the previous okay. one. On the group is elitist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I can imagine worse elitism. Oh yeah. No, no financial transparency. That's very much the case. Lamboy handled everything behind the scenes from his place in Colorado where uh, other cult members were living on and off, yeah. mostly off. So, But, I mean, they did have a 501c3 and all that. So, I mean, there's some yeah, kind of Yeah, but the members trail. didn't have access to any of that. Is this for members or? Yes. Yeah, if you're not, if allowed, you're not to allowed to know. If you're not allowed to know what the group does with their money, you're yeah. probably in a cult. But then again, they were also involved in selling a lot mm. of the stuff, but I don't know if that's really. Yeah, know, they, they know they were bringing in money, but they don't the know where the money's going for. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna call it like an eight. I give it a seven. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. So it's twenty-two. Because as Don did point out, there is a paper trail, and a lot of that is public records. Yeah. So they could have known if they wanted to do a little bit of digging. Sure. You know. Wait, you said eight. Seven. Seven. He I said, said eight. 14. You I said, said eight. eight. 22. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, the group performs secret rites. Really? No. There's not mm-hmm. really any of that. that no. It seems like they were a public, public ass. Yeah. yeah. Like they were pretty much constantly online, it seems like. Exactly. The the rites that they performed were literally live streamed. Yeah. So that it's... is not a secret rite. That's a one. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Okay. Yeah, it is hard to imagine less secret. Yeah. Right. So the final tally to our first The Final Cult Town. <laughs> After a stupid amount of deliberation because <laughs> three adults can't do math. <laughs> Listen, I can do math. I just it takes me a minute to get <laughs> all right. Ruben was the voice of reason yes. in the math. With a score of sixty-four, love has won. Is the worst cult there is that so we've far. covered so far. That we've covered so far. I don't think Love Has One is a strong oh, runner for no. cultiest cult. Nah, no. it seems. I mean, it really felt like a mid-range ass cult. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. You know. Well, and I think that makes it a good one to start off. And and that makes that makes me more confident in our rating system. Yeah, because if I was going to rate the cult myself. Just total, I would have given it like a five or a six, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. How culty is this cult? Eh, five or six. Yeah, yeah. It's recognizably think, a cult. Yeah. I wonder if they had lasted longer. Probably. 
would it have gotten worse? Maybe, Almost certainly. If her psychosis with, would have. Right. Well, because figure, uh, this all came to a head in 2021. Right, when she died. Which was right around when Q- QAnon was really picking up. I think if they had gotten the opportunity to really ride the wave with QAnon, they may have gotten much, 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 much worse. Yeah. Especially with her alcoholism growing. If it weren't for the colloidal silver, she probably would have been able to survive for longer and would have had an opportunity to become a much more dangerous cult leader. Yeah. And it seems like she would have tried to do that. Yes. Absolutely she would have. So, yeah, I think they would have gotten a lot worse. But in the long run, Love Has Won, not a strong front runner for cultiest cult. No, just the easiest uh first it was definitely an easy first cult especially because of the the connection to QAnon yeah. being that we just covered QAnon yeah. Yeah. it was it was a good segue yeah and i it, i think it also helped that it's it it was a cult that didn't require multiple episodes exactly i mean it, it is a long episode it's a long episode but, it, it, but we still fit it into one yeah yeah there's going to be some cults that's going to be three or possibly four episodes. I know. Like when we get to Jonestown or for God's sake, when we get to Manson, Mm -hmm. God knows that's going to be like a three or four, at least children. That's going to be rough, buddy. Yeah. Children of God is going to be a big one. Yeah. There's some big ones out there. There's some heavy hitters. Ocean Riccio. Yeah. Uh, Ant Hill kids. And what? Ant Hill kids. Ant Hill kids. Yeah. That's a gruesome. That is an after dark final cult Mm -hmm. down. But before People we People are losing limbs and shit in yeah, Ant Hill Kids. Yeah. But before we go, we need to announce and call out our new... I don't say call out. That's shout out. Call him out. Yeah. Our How, new, call him out for giving us money. Yeah. Our newest patron. So we want to thank Lee Dobson... Or Dobbins. Sorry. Fuck. First time out the gate. Fuck her name <laughs> up. Lee Dobbins. Dobbins has given Master a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Dobbins has given Master $20. <laughs> So, obviously, thank you. If you would like to help us financially, because literally, they they pay for everything. Because um, right now, we're a fledgling podcast in, in, in those terms. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash two towns over. We have, I think, five tiers with different bonus and benefits for each tier yep um we're working on getting that one piece going if we can get Man. josh to focus leave me alone. <laughs> i will not i you've been not leaving me alone about it for over oh, like two years now mm-hmm. goddamn near two years and it's working so well i must say honestly Many people have tried <laughs> over the years. Ruben has done the best job. I have consumed One Piece content. Oh, he committed to doing the podcast on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's trapped record. himself. He just hasn't realized it yet. No, I know I'm trapped. Because <laughs> there's nothing that makes for better podcast content. Than <laughs> because my first, incarna- my first incarnation was a hunter who died on his first hunt, and I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us on thank our, new, so much. our yeah. new um our new format. format. Uh, it's final cult downs won't be every single like no. we're we're not doing this as a series, no. but you will hear final cult downs here and there. Well, I'll that start makes putting it even them... more likely that we can just use the Europe theme for it because if it's just going to be like 
kind of yeah. a new thing that we insert here and there. Once we once we get to, uh, can we email them and ask them? Actually, oh, what absolutely. are the odds they say yes? They'll probably their 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 fucking tour manager will probably be like, nah, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it, we'll have it in writing. Call, I mean, we'll be fully allowed. Do it. I, I'm gonna fucking email them. Um, I mean, um, once we get at least five of these knocked out, I'll go ahead and start putting them into an official tier list. They'll be like, yeah. people remember us. <laughs> no, they fucking know. All right, we're gonna wrap this up because this is stuff you guys don't even need to. Anyway, he's been somebody. I've been Donathan. I've been. I think I said uh, <laughs> exploding rat dick. What did I say? The human breakfast table. Yeah, I've been yep. Josh, aka the human breakfast table. And we uh, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Shouts out to Be the plant to babies. Yourself. Shouts Shit. out to the plant babies. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.